Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 13 of Monday's Minutes to Kids Take. Now, first off, I just wanted to say sorry for there not being an episode yesterday. Um, I didn't have school. Normally, I'm used to getting home from school, doing homework, and then um, making my podcast. And since I didn't have school, I kind of just forgot, which, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't remember, but here it is today. Now, the topics I will be going over today is an all-star game review for the NBA. I'll be talking about the dunk contest, particularly the judges. And I have a couple questions sent in. And I will also be going over the new rules added to the MLB, which I'm just going to say right now, I absolutely hate. So I'm going to be starting it off with the questions. So here's the first one. Hey, Nicholas, listening to your podcast this week uh, made me think about pro football and the fact that I heard Philip Rivers is definitely an unrestricted free agent going into the next season. Would love to hear where, what teams you think would be the best fit for him, and then also what teams you think will actually make a run for him. Thanks. So as of now, I think it's the Colts and only the Colts that are going to make a run for him. Just because um, there's no other team in the NFL right now other than the Bears uh, that would really want to go after a QB like Phillip Rivers just because he's old and regressing and just throwing him into a new system would be kind of hard. But it's like I said with the Bears, just Ryan Pace and the Bears front office is too attached um, to Mitch Trubisky. There's no way they would bring in a new quarterback. And there's been a lot of rumors saying that Phillip Rivers is almost guaranteed to sign with the Chiefs, the Chiefs, um, Colts. So I really think, <coughs> sorry, that he'll help out the Colts because, as we know, the Colts have been in need of a quarterback. Jacoby Brissett isn't going to do it. And um, one of the problems will be salary cap. Uh, Jacoby Brissett is already their highest paid player, I believe, at $19 million. And Philip Rivers, I think he's asking for a decent amount of money. So having two quarterbacks worth a lot of money might be a little hard, but I think that. Hi, Nicholas. I have a baseball question. I assume you have seen the bizarre story floating around that baseball uh, execs uh, and owners are considering expanding the playoffs to 14 teams and allowing uh, the top-seeded teams to select their own opponents. I'd be interested in knowing what your thoughts are on this, uh, what I consider to be a very strange kind of proposal. I think this is an absolutely garbage idea. They should not put this into place. Right now, the amount it seems like into the playoffs is fine. It's not supposed to be easy to get into the playoffs. It's the MLB. They play a hard-fought 162 games to try to get into the playoffs. They don't play 162 games just to have a good shot at making the playoffs. And if they, the team, I think if they got to choose their opponents, it would just be pointless because they would all most likely choose the bad teams. And that wouldn't really be fun to watch. And I just think that's a really bad idea. And it's this is kind of going into the topic of the new rules that Rob Manfred has uh, basically put into place. So I'm going to start talking about that next. So I'm sure you've heard by now, Rob Manfred has put into place a couple new MLB rules. Um, I'll go over them right now. 
So, I think, hold on, let me check how many there were. Some of the, alright, here they are. There is a three batter minimum for pitchers. Roster limits, they raised it to 26-man rosters. Uh, smaller rosters in September, and they adjusted the size in September to 28 players, a max of 14. Two-way player designation, um, I'll get into that later, you might be a little confused. Uh, position players pitching, uh, position players are only allowed to pitch if a play, if a game goes into extra innings or if their team is losing by more than six runs. And the other one, I believe, let me think of it real quick. It's managers now only have 20 seconds to challenge a call instead of 30. Now, I'm going to be starting it off with the three batter minimum. Now, this, I hate this rule so much because, like, what if you're in, like, the playoffs or something or the World Series Game 7, something like that. Your pitcher gives up a double and then a home run or something like that. Most teams would get the pitcher out of the game, but, like, nope. He has to go for another at-bat, and part of the reason I think they did this was to shorten the length of games. And here's my view on it. If you don't like long games, don't watch baseball and don't go to the games. Part of the reason, part of the things of being a baseball fan is watching the long games. So that's my opinion on this. This rule should have never been implemented, and I just think it's really stupid um, that they did this. So the next rule that I will be talking about in the MLB is, uh, hold on, I'm sorry, I'm trying to find it. Alright, it's position players pitching. So position players are only allowed to pitch if the game goes into extra innings or if their team is winning or losing by more than six runs. So I really don't think this affects it because um, we don't really see position players coming in to pitch when it's a closed game. So I see why they made this rule. It kind of gives, like, well, what I'm trying to say is, like, it gives actual pitchers more time to pitch. I think that's what they're trying to do because in the past, we've seen some, we just have seen some, like, position players come in, but that won't really change uh, considering the fact that there's that six-run rule, too. So next, I will be talking about the two-way player designation. So this is kind of confusing. I'm going to explain it real quick. So two-way player is someone who pitches and hits, so basically someone like Shohei Otani. They're now uh, an official designation, which means they, that lets them play on the roster as a position player and pitch in games without counting towards their 13 teams, their team's 13 pitcher limit. So if you designate someone a two-way player, they have to stay that way through the end of the year. So uh, I think this is good because it clears up more spots for pitchers. And for guys like Shohei Otani, um, that kind of gives the teams an advantage because they could have more pitchers on the roster. But at the same time, they'll also have another normal uh, position player. So next, I will be talking about All-Star Weekend in general. Just going over a review of it. Mainly talking about the format of the All-Star Game because I thought that was awesome. But I'm going to start off with the dunk contest. This won't be a very long segment. But Aaron Gordon got robbed. I'm sure you've heard it by now. Aaron Gordon dro uh, jumped over seven foot five Taco Fall. Everybody was saying like, "Oh, he hit him in the head or whatever" when he jumped over him. But if Taco Fall was an inch shorter, he still would have made the jump. 
and he jumped over someone who was seven foot five and still managed to finish the dunk. I think that's a fifty. So he got robbed there and he lost to Derek Jones Jr. It was a really fun dunk contest to watch. I didn't get to watch it. I uh watched the highlights, but it was still super cool. Now I will be talking about the all star game. It was a fun game to watch. I picked Giannis to win it just because, but I didn't get it. And the All-Star Game format, uh, I thought it was amazing. If you didn't know what it was, so it's kind of confusing. But once you started watching the game, you got used to it. So how they do it, it's just normal scoring and everything. But every quarter, the score resets. For the first three quarters, every quarter the score resets. And the team that has the most points, the team who outscored the other team at the end of the quarter... Uh, gets to donate $100,000 to their charity. And then the same thing happens for the second and third quarter. But there's still a total score. So once the fourth quarter starts, there's a total score um, for each team. And in tribute of Kobe Bryant, uh, they added 24. They did, So they took the leading team's points and added 24 to them. And that was the target score to win the game. So for example, Giannis... Team Giannis, I believe, was winning with 133 points. So that made the target score 157, adding the 24. And I just thought that was super cool. At first, I thought it was kind of dumb. But again, when it gets to the total score in the end, it's super cool and fun. And I really would want them to do that again in the future. Not necessarily with 24, but maybe with like 20, 25, 30, maybe even 15. And I also saw some people saying that, like, oh, that was so cool. They should have that for a regular season game in overtime so they wouldn't have the score resetting. But just an overtime game should be, like, that format where they have a set score. I really don't think it it should be like that just because it's fun watching those double overtime games and stuff like that. And I really don't want the NBA to take that away. So that'll be it for today's episode. Thank you for listening, and make sure to tune in on Friday.